This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Apparently, all the cool kids have been discussing what they think is going to be in in 2024 and what they think is going to be out in 2024, what they think is going to be hot in 2024, what they think is going to be not in 2024. This is the conversation happening on the internet right now. And normally I'm late to these conversations because I don't have a TikTok. Normally I find out about these conversations three months late through Instagram reels and in really dark times, YouTube shorts, but not this time. Not this time. This time, the conversation made its way to Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts a little bit early. So guess what? Emma gets to participate. Emma gets to participate in the trendy conversation that's happening. This is so exciting for her. I'm so excited that I'm going to make a two-part series. Yeah, a two-part series about what I think is going to be in and what I think is going to be out in 2024. It's such a rare occasion that I'm on time to these conversations, then I have to take advantage of it. I have to enjoy this experience. And so in this episode, I'm going to share what I think is going to be in in 2024. And next week, I'm going to share what I think is going to be out in 2024. So stay tuned for that. But today we're going to be discussing what is going to be in. What is in? Now, let me be clear. I'm not talking about what's going to be in in any particular category, okay? This is just what I think is going to be in broadly. And you can disagree with me. In fact, I love when you disagree with me. But this is just what my gut is telling me. This is just what my intuition has told me. And I can't fight that voice. I'm sorry. I just can't. I just can't. Let's begin. Number one, being unapologetically chuggy. Most of you probably know what chuggy means, but for the few of you that don't, Chugi is a slang adjective mocking someone or something as uncool. They are out of touch with current trends or trying too hard to be trendy. 
Similar slang terms are basic or normie. Listen, a lot of us want to be cool. I want to be cool. I'd say it's been a priority for me in the past to be cool. And I think it's even still a priority for me now. But I'm ready to go back to being a little chewgear, a little more basic, okay? I'm sick of everything having to be perfectly aesthetic and vintage and retro and artsy and tastefully done. No, we can't live like that 100% of the time, okay? Sometimes we want to go to Bath and Body Works and buy a fucking candle that has terrible packaging that smells delicious. Is that chuggy? Yes, that's chuggy. But do I have a Bath and Body Works candle lit right now that smells like sugar cookies? Yes. Is it making me happy? Yes. Does it completely throw off the aesthetic of my room? Yes, it ruins it. (laughs) But fuck it, because the candle smells good and it makes me happy. You know what? I like my Stanley Cup. Okay, Stanley Cups are considered chuggy. If you don't know what a Stanley Cup is, Google it, look at the photo, and you'll say, oh yeah, I know what that is. It's the big stainless steel cup with the handle on it that has a straw coming out the top. You've seen it. A lot of people think that this cup is chuggy because it is. Okay, everyone has one. But I fucking love my Stanley Cup. I love my Stanley Cup. It keeps me hydrated. It makes me happy. When I buy a new color of a Stanley Cup, I'm happy. I'm excited. It brings me joy. It's something I use every single day. I love that fucking cup. Let me correct myself. I love those cups. I have three of them. And I use all of them. One of them goes in the dishwasher, pulling out the other one. One of them breaks or I leave it somewhere. Oh, great. I have a third one. It's all amazing. The Stanley Cup is amazing. I don't care that it's chuggy. I'm going to own it. Ugg boots, I've been wearing them for the last few years. I love Ugg boots. Are they chuggy? Yeah, they are. But you know what? Actually, Ugg boots kind of became trendy. Honestly, Ugg boots really became trendy. Wow, they're not even chuggy anymore, I'm realizing. Okay, well, ignore that example. You get the idea, okay? Everyone's so obsessed with being cool these days that they don't get to enjoy chuggy shit anymore. And I think as a collective, as a society, we should all come together and be okay with being chuggy again, just a little bit. We don't have to be chuggy across the board, just chuggy in little ways that make us happy. It's in. It's in for 2024. Mark my words. Number two, the five second rule with food. Let me explain. There are a lot of foods that I eat that are perfect for the five second rule. For example, I love grabbing a little handful of almonds. My God, do I love that. I love pouring myself a little bowl of popcorn. Want to know what these two foods have in common? They always end up on the floor. Always. Now, every single time I drop a piece of popcorn or an almond on the floor, I ask myself, is it okay for me to eat this? And almost every time I decide, yes, it is okay for me to eat this. And I eat it off the floor. Now, I don't recommend the five-second rule across the board in life, okay? If you drop a wet food, like, you know, a piece of pizza with wet cheese on it, or, I don't know, like ice cream on the floor, yeah, don't pick it up and eat it, okay? Don't do that, because it's like picking shit up, right? But like something a bit drier, something a bit airier, like a piece of popcorn, or a chip, or an almond, you know what I'm saying? You can eat that. I guess I must also be clear about where you drop the food. If you're walking around the streets of New York and you drop a piece of popcorn, my God, let that thing go. 
let that thing go, okay? If you're sitting on public transportation and you drop an almond, my God, kick that under the seat, okay? Use common sense here. We all have common sense. We know when the five-second rule applies and when it doesn't, but I know that there are a lot of us out there that don't utilize the five-second rule when it's meant to be utilized. Like when I'm at home and I drop an almond on the floor, for fuck's sake, you know, I'm not wearing my shoes in the house. I can eat that. I actually do wear my shoes in the house. Damn, sometimes, yeah. Shit, I'm probably eating dog poop <laughs> when, I, when I like drop an almond on the floor and then it picks up a piece of dog poop from my shoe and then I'm eating it. But you get what I'm saying. Like, we can utilize the five-second rule more often than we are. And we're all going to be fine. Maybe. Just be smart. Use common sense with the five-second rule. Okay, let me clarify. Let me summarize. What's in is using the five-second rule with food with common sense, okay? If you don't have common sense, then you shouldn't use the five-second rule. But if you do, you should be using the five-second rule. Just don't forget that it's there. And don't be ashamed of it either. Like, sometimes I eat a snack in my bed, especially popcorn. I'm really in a popcorn phase. I'll eat popcorn in my bed and I'll get a few pieces of popcorn in my bed and I won't notice until like the next day. I'm eating that shit. Sorry, I'm eating that. That's sort of a version of the five-second rule in a way because your bed is so clean that it becomes like the 48-hour rule. On the floor, it's the five-second rule. In your bed or something or on a chair, 48-hour to a week rule. You can still eat it, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. I just don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you're using common sense. And I like the rush that it gives you. <laughs> it gives you a little rush, you know? Fuck it. I don't know. You can disagree with me on that one. Number three, high quality entertainment. I've talked about this quite a bit because I am so dedicated to this concept of consuming high quality entertainment to improve your life. Not to be corny, but we are what we consume. I notice that very vividly in my own life. When I'm watching a lot of toxic shit, like I'm watching shitty videos about celebrity drama or I'm watching shopping hauls of people buying like $40,000 worth of designer clothing. Like when I'm watching shit like that, I feel my brain rotting. Okay. I feel my brain rotting. Now don't get me wrong. That type of stuff is fun every once in a while. I don't think it's realistic to cut all of that out, but oh no, you know what? It is realistic actually. And that is a goal that I'm going to set for myself. I don't need to consume that type of content at all. Okay. It doesn't benefit me in any way, shape or form. It doesn't feed my brain in a way that's positive. Watching well-done movies, well-done documentaries, listening to educational or inspirational podcasts, making creative mood boards on Pinterest, watching interesting or wholesome or educational YouTube videos, all put your brain in a better place. I'm all about good entertainment, good quality, high quality entertainment. I've noticed in myself, it lowers my anxiety. It teaches me things. It makes me feel more inspired on a day-to-day basis. It changes my whole mindset. I don't know. High quality entertainment is in. Low quality entertainment, gossip, drama, overindulgence, you know, like people flexing their wealth or whatever. No, 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 no. Out. 
things that are artistic and beautiful and wholesome and educational and interesting in, 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 in. I've also noticed that that type of content is less addicting. It's much easier to just enjoy a little bit of it and then go back to what you're doing because that type of content makes you feel inspired and excited about your life. So then you're stoked to get back to your life when you're done eating your lunch and watching your little YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? When you're scrolling on TikTok, you feel weirdly doomed and then you don't want to do anything after that. So high quality entertainment is in. In addition to that, reading. Reading is in. Okay. Number four, reading. I love reading a good fucking book. Fuck. I love that. But I'm so not disciplined about it. I'm so bad about it. And this year, I'm making it a priority. I'm going to read at least a book a month. That's not going to happen. But I'm going to set that goal. And even if I read one book every two months, I'll be happy. When I'm reading, I've noticed I'm so much less anxious. My vocabulary improves. I feel like my attention span improves. Like it forces me to slow down. You know, it's just great. It's also a great thing to do before bed, okay? Instead of scrolling on your phone, scrolling on your computer, watching TV, read a little book for fuck's sake. Reading is in. It's gonna take discipline from all of us, okay? It's hard because there's so many easy sources of entertainment all around us, but reading has got to be in this year. I, We have to go back to reading. We have to. We all need it. We're all rotting our brains. We have to read this year. I was so good about reading like a year and a half ago, two years ago, and then I just fell off the horse completely. Fuck it, I'm back and I want it to last for the rest of my life. Reading is in in 2024 and beyond. I, It has to be, it has to be. Okay, number five, badminton. Yeah, yeah, in 2023, it was all about pickleball. I'm not sure if you heard about that craze, but I did, and I'll tell you, I never played pickleball. I still Actually, maybe I did once with my little cousin. I can't remember. Even if I did, my little cousin, this specific little cousin is like eight. And so if we did play pickleball together, she's not, she wasn't playing it properly. So it didn't count. Does that make sense? And that's no shade to her. I love her, but you get the idea. (laughs) Did I play pickleball? Whatever. Fuck it. I never participated in that trend. It's all the rage these days. That's great. I think badminton's better. Sorry. I think badminton is better. Badminton is so unbelievably underrated. If you've never played badminton, what are you doing? You have a racket and you have this little thing called a birdie that's this ball with, it's like a ball that has feathers coming out of it almost. And it's very lightweight and you just hit it back and forth. And it's so much fun. It's easy there's barely any learning curve. Like you can be good at badminton almost immediately. It's not like tennis where there's all this technique. You know, I even think pickleball probably requires some technique. Badminton doesn't require a lot of technique. You can be good at it in an hour. You could figure it out. And I think that that's good when it comes to little activities. You know, a lot of us have jobs, have shit that we have to do. We don't have time to learn how to play tennis, okay? Something like badminton inspires us to go outside and play like kids again. And my God, do we need that. Yeah, we need that. (sighs) All right, number six, letting your hair grow out. 
2023, everyone was cutting their hair. Everybody was getting a haircut. Everyone was cutting their hair short, dyeing it various colors. Mm -mm. 2024, we're healing our hair. We're going back to our natural color. We're growing it out long just to see what it feels like again. Because my God, haven't we all forgot? Natural hair is back. It's in. It wasn't in for a while there. You know, it was all about doing something eye-catching with the hair. You know, I did a blonde bob for a while. I did an orange bob for a while. I had a super dark brown shag, which was not an intentional haircut. That was kind of an accidental haircut. But regardless, I did that. Now I'm ready to grow my hair out. Okay, I'm ready to just be natural again. My hair was so damaged and it was so short. And yeah, you know, having long natural hair is maybe less fashion forward. I don't give a fuck. I'm going back to all natural, okay, with the hair. This might not be in for everyone, but I'm telling you it's in for me. And I think it'll be in for a lot of us, not for all of us, but there's been so many damaging hair trends over the last few years that I think everyone's ready to just go back to natural hair. Number seven, fresh herbs. Hear me out, okay? Imagine this, you cook yourself a little pasta. Nothing special, okay? You boil some pasta, mix it up with some pesto from the grocery store, from, with some tomato sauce from the grocery store, pre-made. Add a little sprinkling of Parmesan cheese. That's good. But imagine you go and grab a fresh piece of basil, cut that thing up and sprinkle it on top. Wow, that's a whole new dish. That is a whole new dish. Imagine you're roasting some potatoes and you throw in some fresh rosemary. Wow, that's a whole new dish. Potatoes without rosemary? Okay, that's pretty good. Potatoes with rosemary? Fresh? Wow, that's good. Imagine you're making a salad dressing, okay? And you're like, wow, this kind of is, it's lacking something. You add a little fresh dill? Wow, that's good. Wow, that's good. You're making a bagel with the works, you know, the cream cheese, the lox, the capers, whatever. Throw some dill on there? Wow, that's good. Fresh herbs. Now listen, Buying fresh herbs is so frustrating. Okay, going to the store and buying a little box of fresh herbs, annoying. They die immediately. They wilt immediately. It's a nightmare. You can buy a little basil plant, a little dill plant, a little mint plant, a little rosemary plant, and have your own little herb garden for cheap. And it keeps growing more and more. Listen, the plants will die. The plants will ultimately die. I will tell you that. It's not completely foolproof, okay? I can't tell you how many basil plants I've had die on me, but it doesn't even matter because it's fun. It's this amazing thing, okay? To be growing a plant is so special. It feels so special. You feel maternal in a way. You feel nurturing. You feel responsible. You're keeping this thing alive, you know? You have to do a little bit of research to figure out how to keep the thing alive. And that's satisfying to research something and then to execute. Wow, that's satisfying but you really get to reap the rewards when you make a little pasta dish and you throw a little bit of fresh basil on that thing or you make a little pizza in the oven. Oh, it's pizza night. It's at-home pizza night. You throw a little basil on top. Wow, that's delicious. You make a little fresh mint tea. Oh God, that's amazing. You're making little spring rolls. You throw some basil and some mint in there and some cilantro. Maybe you throw some cilantro on there. Wow, that's amazing. You know, you're making a bagel with the works. You're able to throw some dill on top. Wow, that's amazing. You're making some potatoes. Wow. You know, throwing in some rosemary all from my garden. Wow, that's amazing. You don't need to have a big garden, okay? It's gardening for the average person. And it's satisfying in all ways. 
it's unrealistic for all of us to start a garden, okay? I have a small little garden in my backyard, and let me tell you, it's a mess. It's a mess. Everything's dead. It's too much work. And not only that, but it doesn't produce enough produce for it to be worth it. I have a strawberry plant and a tomato plant, and I'm not getting a lot out of it, okay? I get maybe 20 strawberries in total in the summer, which is a quantity of strawberries that I would normally eat in about 45 seconds, okay? And then I might get 50 cherry tomatoes during the summer, but I end up getting to a lot of them too late. And, you know, they're not all done at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've had a hard time with my garden, except for with the herbs. The herbs, they're thriving. And I always have enough. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. Number eight, random weekend road trip. We need to be going on random little weekend road trips more often. I'm not kidding. Otherwise, we find ourselves in a slump. It's so important to change up the scenery every once in a while. Now, when I say a little weekend road trip, I'm not saying you need to rent an Airbnb and, you know, have this extravagant road trip. No, it can be as simple as driving to a friend that lives five hours away and staying at their house for the weekend. It could be driving home and visiting your family for the weekend if you live a few hours away from your family. It could be a little camping trip. Like it doesn't need to be extravagant. It doesn't need to be fancy. But there's something about a little weekend road trip that will get your ass back on track. I get back from a little weekend road trip feeling like a brand new person. There's something about splitting up two work weeks with a little change in scenery that gets me back. And it can be random. It can be spontaneous. Actually, I'd argue it's even better when it's random and it's spontaneous. Call your friends, say, hey, let's go camping. Fuck it. Let's go backpacking. Fuck it. I don't know. 
calling your mom and saying, I'm driving home this weekend. Random weekend road trip every once in a while. In. And I think what's especially in about it is that it doesn't need to be extravagant. I think a lot of people feel intimidated by the idea of like taking a little weekend trip because they're like, oh, we have, you know, I have to fly somewhere and I have to get an Airbnb or I have to get a hotel, you know, and then not necessarily, not necessarily. Think outside the box a little bit. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, number nine, being silly and funny in business settings. I'm so sick of the business facade that everyone puts on. You know what I'm talking about. I understand being professional and being respectful and being somewhat elevated for that environment, but I feel like the norm right now is too sterile and too boring. Like, there's no room to burp during a meeting. There's no room to make a little silly joke during a meeting. I'm sick of this. I've been trying to disrupt the stiff business setting ever since I joined the business setting. I'm in a meeting. I'm going to make a joke. I'm going to make a joke. Sorry. It's so stale. Otherwise, someone has to do it. And you know what I've noticed too? The second that somebody makes a joke in a business setting, everyone becomes disarmed and the environment becomes so much more productive. At the end of the day, what is everyone doing in a business setting? They're trying to make money. They're trying to succeed in some way. It's so much easier to work together and succeed when everybody feels disarmed. Everybody feels comfortable. Nothing does that better than a little bit of humor. I really believe that the business facade is out. Being silly in business settings is in. Stop with the, how was your New Year's? Oh, it was good. Oh, that's amazing. Mine was good too. I was in Sedona, Arizona with my family. And my granddaughter just got into college and she's very excited. Shut the fuck up and make a joke or something. Like make a joke already. Do something funny. <laughs> this is why I should... <laughs> uh, I'm only partly kidding. Number 10, re-wearing outfits. Yeah. The whole always having a new outfit on social media, always having a new outfit for every event is out. That is out. It's not a sustainable way to live your life. We all have shit to do. We're not all equipped to have a new outfit for every event, every wedding, every meeting, every date, you know, every night out. It's unrealistic. And listen, some people do it. They always have a new outfit ready to rumble. And you know, if you're somebody who really enjoys always wearing a new outfit every single time you leave the house, listen, don't let me stop you. But I think from a societal standpoint, it's out. Outfit rewearing is in. I made this decision recently that I want to buy the perfect dress, okay? The perfect dress that's understated, simple, and gorgeous. And I want to wear it to every single wedding I get invited to for the rest of my life. I only want to wear one dress to other people's weddings for the rest of my life. For my wedding, fuck it, I might wear that one too. I don't even care. There are certain things that come with the societal pressure of having a new outfit every time. I'm sick of it. Weddings, no, I'm re-wearing the dress. Going out to dinner, 
I'll wear the same outfit twice, two nights in a row if I'm seeing a different group of people. Let's say one night I'm going out with my friends and then the next night I'm going out with a boy. The boy wasn't there the night before and my friends aren't there. You know what I mean? They don't, and also they wouldn't care anyway, but you get the idea. I'm wearing the same outfit twice. There's such a weird stigma around outfit repeating. We're done. Outfit repeating is cool now. It's hot and it's in 2024. 11, asking for extra sauce on the side. I can't tell you how often I purchase food from an establishment and it comes with some sort of sauce or dressing and it's simply not enough. It's just not enough. For example, whenever I get a salad, I always ask for an extra side of dressing because a lot of times it'll be underdressed. Now, sometimes it's perfectly dressed and that's great. I'd argue three out of five times, not enough sauce. I love sauce. My favorite part about the salad is the dressing. What does the dressing taste like? My favorite part about ordering a French fry is what sauce I get to dip it in. Is it a Dijon aioli? Is it a spicy aioli? What is it? What's it going to be today? It's my favorite part. When I get a bowl at a restaurant, some sort of vegetarian bowl, whatever sauce they put on it is the highlight for me. And when there's not enough sauce, I'm bummed. I'm bummed and my food is dry. I like a lot of sauce. And I think a lot of us do. So you want to know what's in for 2024? Asking for another side of sauce right at the gate. Now, some of you might be saying, Emma, that's wasteful. That's wasteful. Not necessarily. I could always ask for the sauce to go and then eat it with something the next day. Do you see what I'm saying? I'll make that sauce pay. I'll put that sauce to work. Don't worry about that part. I'll put it to work. It won't be wasted. If you knew that every extra side of sauce that you ordered would be utilized, would you order it? Yeah. And a lot of times they don't even charge you for it. They'll just bring it. I don't know. I'm. It's in. Fuck it. It's in. Number 12, getting a random massage every once in a while. I thoroughly believe that we all need a massage. I'm not kidding. You, me, everyone. Everyone needs a massage at all times. It doesn't matter what your job is, how often you exercise, because obviously if you exercise, you get tight, sore muscles and you need a massage even more. But even it doesn't matter who you are, what your lifestyle is like. Everyone needs a massage for one reason or another. If you sit a lot at your job, your lower back's hurting. If you exercise a lot, you have muscle soreness. If you stand on your feet a lot for your job, you need a foot massage and a back massage. You see what I'm saying? Everyone needs a massage and you can find some really great spots. Like every town has a massage place. I've popped into some random places for a massage before and I've almost never been disappointed. Actually, I... (laughs) I was disappointed one time when I went to this massage chain. It was like a chain type of place. I won't say who it is because I'm about to give them a bad review. And I don't think that this is a reflection of their business. I went in to get a massage and I booked it super last minute because I had the epiphany. I need a massage. And it was probably like the second massage I got that year. I really... I don't get massages enough. Like I need to get them more. That's why I think that they're going to be in this year. Not only for me though, for all of us. I think we all need to be getting more massages this year. But anyway, I had this sort of intrusive thought. I was like, I need a massage right now. So I called a few places and nobody had any availability except for this one massage chain. And they had a slot open. So I was like, great, I'll take it. So I show up 
and the masseuse is a dude. And I was like, Ugh. and he's like kind of close to my age. And I was like, okay, like it's just awkward. I mean, you know, we're all adults, right? But it was a little awkward. I'm like, you're literally 25 maybe. And you're about to massage my glutamus. It's not my idea of a relaxing Thursday evening. You know what I'm saying? Now it's weird a little bit. And I can't help but wonder, like, are you into this a little bit? Like, I, I sorry, but you know what I mean? You can't help but wonder that, right? To make a long story short, he ended up talking to me about his Subaru that he's um, fixing up himself and his ex-girlfriend the whole time. I wanted a relaxing massage. I wanted to close my eyes and go to sleep. No, he was not having that. He needed to tell me about his Subaru and he needed to tell me about his ex-girlfriend and he needed to tell me that I was much, I'm much nicer than his ex-girlfriend. He did make sure to let me know that. And that was a nice compliment, but um, I had a horrible time. I still tipped well, but I really was upset. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't. No, it's fine. Yeah, so that was the only bad massage experience I've had. Other than that, it's been amazing. Like every hole in the wall you find, random massage, it's probably going to be good. But before you confirm, just ask if the masseuse is 25 and has a Subaru. And if the answer is yes, then say, do you have another massage therapist, please? This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Most women will experience a yeast infection during their lifetime. I know I have. Okay. Sorry, TMI. I don't, sorry, TMI. It's time to stop giving women's health the silent treatment. That's what Azo products are for. They have an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Azo Complete Feminine Balance helps restore the balance of good bacteria. And for protection from yeast and urinary tract issues, try Azo Dual Protection. Azo, care that goes there. Save 20% with the promo code podcast at azoproducts.com. That's azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 13. Politely speaking up. It's so in. So many of us don't speak up enough. I'll give you an example. We're at a restaurant. They bring out the wrong thing. We get nervous. We don't want to speak up. We don't want to send it back. That's out. 2024, we're speaking up, okay? Another example. This just happened to me the other day, and actually, I didn't speak up, and I should have. And for the rest of 2024, I'm going to speak up. I was getting my nails done at the salon, and I wanted to get a dark brown, almost like a dark roast coffee bean, okay? Like very dark, almost black, dark brown nail, okay? And... I picked out what I thought was that. It was not, okay? It turned out to be more of a milk chocolate color. Like imagine, my nails right now look like chocolate almonds. They look delicious, 
but this is not the color that I wanted. She painted a swatch of it on my finger and showed it to me. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, fuck, I hate it. But I, I didn't speak up for some reason. And now I regret it. And my nails look horrible. I hate this color. It's not what I wanted. But I didn't speak up. Uh-uh, that's done. 2024, we're speaking up. Somebody says something rude to you, speak up. Politely, though. It's all about the delivery. Just be polite. There's nothing to be afraid of as long as you're being polite. Nobody can get mad at you if you politely speak up. 14, hanging out at a cafe for like three hours. I miss this vibe. And I think it's so in. I need more of this vibe. And I think it's going to be in. Bringing a book, bringing a journal, bringing some work to a coffee shop, sitting and hanging out for like three hours. Maybe some friends that you know pop by. They sit with you for a little while. Vice versa. We need more of that. More community happening. There's something so inspiring about getting out of your house and going and hanging out at a cafe for like three hours. It makes you want to work harder. It can sometimes be distracting. I will say it can sometimes be distracting, but it can also sometimes get you to focus because like you have more distractions in some ways and then you have less distractions in some ways. Hmm. But I used to work in a cafe every single day. I drive 15 minutes from my hometown to go to this little cafe every day and I'd edit my YouTube videos and I would do emails even though I was like 16 and didn't even know how to read an email. But like I was doing it though or I was trying. And it was kind of amazing. You know, I started to become friends with the baristas at the coffee shop. I started to see other regulars there on a consistent basis and I sort of became friendly with them. I think we're lacking that in-person community element of life. And we need that back. We need that back now more than ever. 2024, it's in. 15, having a sweet treat after dinner. I've never been somebody who wanted dessert after dinner until recently. It's so in. It's so in to have a sweet treat after dinner. A sweet treat after dinner? Mm -mm. I don't know how I ever lived without it. I think it's so in. 16, becoming friends with somebody before you date them. Ooh, that's in. You want to know why that's in? Because I think that is one of the most promising things you can do to build a long-term relationship. If you want shit to last, that foundation of friendship has got to be there. And I think this whole, you know, immediate romance is out. I think that's out. Some people might disagree with me and that's totally fine. But being friends first, it's amazing in every way. My dad has always told me this. He's like, Emma, you need to be friends with these boys before you date them. And I've always been like, okay, thank you. And then gone and like immediately like met them and then like kissed them the same day. You know what I mean? It's terrible. It's horrible because it never works out. It never works out because it just never works out for me. Okay. It might work for you. It doesn't work for me. And I know it doesn't work for a lot of other people too. It's so much better to build that foundation of friendship and then add in the romantic element. It's very hard to backtrack and build the friendship after you've already gone romantic mode. I don't know why. It's just very challenging. And it's possible, but it's very challenging. What I think is good about being friends first is that you get to fully suss them out. Do I get along with this person? Do I click with this person? Do I actually enjoy spending time with them? And you're not biased based on your sexual chemistry. Like, let's say you like hook up with somebody immediately 
and you guys have a good sexual chemistry, great. That's that's half the battle, right? But it, then you actually don't get along on a friendship level very well, but you are able to sort of ignore that red flag by covering it up with sex. You know what I mean? Becoming friends before you date somebody, that's in. 17, maroon nail polish. I'm not kidding. Dark red fingers and toes. I'm obsessed. And you know, I've been obsessed for years, but I've never been like, oh, that's my signature color on my nails. I'm in. I'm locked in on maroon nail polish. It's so hot and cool. And I think that it falls under the category of the red nail effect. You might have heard of the red nail effect, which is that red nails help to attract a lover. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I do feel the hottest when I have a red nail. I do. It's like baddie mode for me. But bright red doesn't always, it's not always what I want. You know, like a bright apple red. The dark maroon has that same hot, fun appeal that the bright red has, but it's more neutral. So you can pair it with more stuff. I think it's my new default color. I'm obsessed with it. I love the maroon nail. I'm sold. And right now, oh, my nails, I hate my nails right now. I need to go back in and get the maroon, to be honest, because that's just what Emma likes now. 18, onion rings. Don't get me wrong. I love ordering a French fry for the table when I'm at a restaurant. I love a French fry, period. French fries are delicious. They're amazing. But I recently ordered an onion ring instead. And I said, hold on a minute. This is even better. It's so much more of a dynamic experience. You know, it's fun because it's in a ring. You have to rip it in half, dip it into the sauce. It's crispy. The onion inside is sweet. It's delicious. Onion rings are absolutely delectable. And I have been just sleeping on the onion rings for years because I'm like, a fry is so much better. It's classic. Yeah, it is classic. And yeah, it's harder to fuck up a French fry. Sometimes an onion ring will get fucked up. But there's always a French fry on the menu. There's almost never an onion ring on the menu. When I see an onion ring on the menu, I say, I'm getting that. No one is talking about onion rings at all. I haven't heard somebody talk about an onion ring in years. When was the last time you heard someone talk about an onion ring? And when was the last time you thought about an onion ring? It's been too long. You see what I'm saying? They're in. 2024, onion rings are in. Tater tots too, but those are even more rare to see on a menu. Onion rings are in. Oh man, so good. So freaking good. On the topic of food, number 19, feta cheese. Feta cheese is in. I was all about Parmesan cheese for the last few years. Obsessed with Parmesan cheese. Wanted Parmesan cheese on everything. My love for Parmesan is still present, but feta cheese might be even better. I don't want to say anything controversial right now, but I do think that feta cheese is the cheese of 2024. There's something about feta cheese that feels so 2024 to me. It's tangy, it's delicious, it's fun, it's versatile. You can throw it on a salad, you can turn it into like a feta dip. Yeah, feta cheese is in. 20, laser hair removal. Now before you say, Emma, what the fuck are you talking about? Not everyone needs laser hair removal. I know, I'm talking about me. (laughs) Like this one is very catered to me. Not everybody needs, wants, or can get laser hair removal. I know this. But for me, laser hair removal is in. I'm so 
done with shaving. I can't shave anymore. I'm so done doing it. It's such a process. I'm sick and tired. I started getting laser last year at this time and I went for like five sessions and it just wasn't working. Like it was working, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't don't feel like they were going hard enough because the laser never hurt and everybody's like, ooh, Emma, laser's supposed to hurt. And I was like, really? Because it never has hurt. It didn't really work. So I'm trying it again this year and I'm ready to be hairless. It's my preference. I just... Hair is itchy. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to get laser hair removal. But I think laser hair removal is in. It makes life so much more convenient. For those of us who shave, my God, does it make life so much more convenient. 21, going on a walk after dinner. I love going on a walk after dinner. Whether I went out to dinner or I ate dinner at home, a little 20-minute walk after dinner helps you digest gives you a little breath of fresh air after dinner, there's nothing better. When I was home for the holidays, every day after dinner, my dad and I would go on a really long walk and I realized this needs to be a part of my routine as often as possible. You know, there's something about eating dinner that like makes you overheat. Like I always get really hot when I'm eating and I get full and my stomach hurts. Going for a walk helps ease the stomach pain, helps cool me off. Everything about it is perfect walking after dinner is in. 22, orange light bulbs in lamps around the house. I need more orange light bulbs. I have a few. And let me tell you, they just give off the warmest, most delicious light into my house. Oh, it's like, it changes the whole energy of the house, okay? Turning on orange lights, soft, warm orange lights, as the sun goes down, you feel like you're in a cozy fairy house a cozy little mushroom fairy house. There's something so cozy about it. The coziness is unmatched. I don't like super fluorescent, bright, white light bulbs. Makes me anxious, overwhelms my eyes, doesn't feel cozy, feels too sterile. Orange, warm, cozy lighting, that's in for 2024. Number 23, ambient music. Yeah, It's just in like turning on relaxed, instrumental, ambient music while you're doing your chores, while you're working, while you're reading a book changes the whole energy of everything. You feel like you're the main character in a movie while you're reading your email. You know what I'm saying? You feel like every movement has purpose when you're putting your dishes away. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something about playing relaxing ambient music. Oh, I have a playlist on Spotify called I'm Thinking, period. That's what it's called. And it has music in this category. And I listen to this music all day and I love it. It sets such a chill mood and it's better than silence, but it's mild enough that it might as well be silence. Like it's not distracting. It's perfect. And I don't know, I feel like it subconsciously changes my mood makes me feel a bit more lively, a bit more tuned in. Do you know what I mean? My Spotify is Emma Chamby, if you want to find me and find that playlist called I'm Thinking. 24, swimming in oceans and lakes. Swimming in natural bodies of water, so in. Last year, I did not swim in enough natural bodies of water. I did a little bit, but this year I need to go all in. 
this summer, all summer, every day, I'm in a natural body of water somewhere. I will find it. There's nothing like it. It's refreshing. It grounds you to the earth. I swear. Oh my God, I sound, I don't know. I sound like a yoga teacher, but it really grounds you to the earth. Like, I'm not kidding. It grounds you to the earth. It soothes your anxiety in a lot of ways. It it just puts things into perspective. There's something about being in a natural body of water that just resets your your brain. And it's fun. Splashing around in the ocean, splashing around in a lake. What's more fun than that? You know, doing a little boogie boarding in the ocean, kayaking around in a lake. Fuck it. It's amazing. More of that. That's in. 25. Music with good lyrics. Now, listen, I don't want to shit on any music because to each their own. But I think I'm at a place in my life personally where I need my music to speak to me. If it's speaking, then I need it to speak to me. And I need it to be smart. I need it to almost be smarter than me. I want to read the lyrics and be like, wait, I don't get it. And then I have to like read, read a little harder. Or I want to read the lyrics and be like, wow, that's exactly how I think of that. That's crazy. It read my mind. You see what I'm saying? I'm all about good lyrics. I think good lyrics are in. Smart, poetic, good lyrics are in for music 2024. Sort of cheap, lazy lyrics. I don't know. That's kind of out for me. Now, listen, I'm not saying simple lyrics are bad, but there's a difference between simple and lazy. Like, I'm done with lazy lyrics where it's like, come on. You know what I'm saying? You know when you're reading lyrics to something and you're like, come on. You know what I mean? Done with it. Okay, and last but not least, number 26, you know what's in? Living life for you, doing what makes you feel good, standing up for yourself, being honest, appreciating yourself. That's in. 2024, living life for you is in. I don't need to explain that anymore. You already know. You already knew that. We're all on that wave. 2024, we're all on that wave. I can feel it in my bones. That's all of my predictions for what's going to be in in 2024. Please share what you think is going to be in in 2024. You can comment on the Anything Goes Instagram at Anything Goes and let me know what you think is going to be in this year. Now, stay tuned for next week because I'm going to be talking about what is going to be out in 2024. So stay tuned for that. And I just love you all and appreciate you all. And I'm so happy that you came to hang out with me today. And I hope that you had a good time with me. And if you did... New episodes of Anything Goes every Thursday and Sunday. If you didn't, new episodes still every Thursday and Sunday. You just don't have to listen. Follow Anything Goes on Instagram at Anything Goes. Follow me on Instagram at Emma Chamberlain to see what I'm up to. Check out my coffee company, Chamberlain Coffee. We might be in a store near you. We're popping up in a lot of grocery stores. So check our store locator on chamberlaincoffee.com. See if we're in a store near you and go pick up some Chamberlain Coffee or you can order online. If it's not in a store near you, order online or do both. Order online and go to a store and pick it up. Listen, I'm not going to stop you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for hanging out. I love and appreciate you all very, very, very much. And I will talk to you in a few days. Okay, bye.